Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to Calvary Live, and so glad that you can join us to as you are tuned in to today's edition of this program, the program where you get to call in and you get to ask questions about the Bible and Christian living and and things that we see going on all around us. Uh, how do we uh, respond to it as Christians? What's our worldview? Very important for us to understand um, what the Scriptures have to say about the days in which we are living in. And so I pray that you would call in, as you heard that number, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number to ask your questions, or, or just if you need prayer. We're here to pray with you and encourage you and that's what Calvary Live is all about. So welcome, everyone. Those of you who are listening on Grace FM, you're listening live on this Monday. It is Valentine's Day. So um, we hear a lot about uh, today as, as you uh, give your Valentines and wishes to, uh, to your spouses or friends or whoever it might be. But we do know that uh, the Bible is the one that tells us what Love is really all about God's love, and the world comes along and pollutes that word and so much. And I want to read to you from 1 Corinthians 13 about uh, what love is um, as we see that Paul talks about the greatest gift. Love suffers long, and it is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It's not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, It's not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, and bears all things, and believes all things, hopes all things, endure all things, and love never fails. And so God is the one that can give us his love, agape love. And I pray that um, that, that is worked out in all of our lives as we love others, husbands, as you love your wife, as Christ loves the church, to cherish her and to serve her and to be willing to lay down your life for her. So just remember those things as you give your Valentines to others, to your spouse. Um, let your spouse know, husbands, let your wives know how much you do love them and that how much you appreciate them on this day. And not just today, but uh, regularly and consistently to do that and how you value your marriage and how you're blessed that God has uh, bless you with a wonderful spouse. So just want to encourage you on this day. want to welcome all those, again, who are listening live, uh, not only by Grace FM along the Front Range of Colorado and Southern Wyoming, but Radio by Grace throughout uh, the country on many stations. And those of you who are listening online as well, give me a call, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And then also those of you who are listening in on Truth and Hope FM and Higher Rock Radio, you are a week delayed, but you get to call in. We have our conversation, and then you can listen to it a week later. So we invite you to call in. Always a pleasure to talk to you guys on the East Coast, wherever you're at, anywhere in the country. 
303-690-3000, the call-in number. We're going to go to the uh, phone lines as soon as the phone starts ringing. we got two open lines right now. There's another way for you to be able to ask a question or a uh, ask for prayer, and that's through a dedicated text line, 720-336-0897, to remind you very quickly that it is a 24-7 prayer line, that text number that I just gave to you. Uh, and you can text in a prayer request anytime. And the prayer team, the staff at Calvary Church in Aurora, where Grace FM originates from, uh, will be praying for you. And I think it's a wonderful, wonderful resource. So give me a call. Got two open lines, 303-690-3000, calling number. Uh, I'm, my name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. I usually host on Mondays and Tuesdays, so glad to be with you on this Monday afternoon or evening, wherever you are listening from, and want to just uh, be an encouragement to you and to take you to the Word of God as you ask your questions and to also pray with you. So we only got an hour together, less than an hour now, and so that it goes by quickly. So grab one of those open lines. Love to talk with you and hear from you on this Monday afternoon. Let's go to Janelle in Sparta, Wisconsin. Janelle? Janelle? Are you there? Okay. Janelle? I don't know if she's still there or not. She dropped, I guess. She had a question about in Leviticus and other Bible passages. What is the significance of the various types of Old Testament offerings, sin offering, peace offering, etc.? And Janelle, um, it would have been great to have that conversation, but I'm going to go ahead and answer it. And if you got a chance to call back, do call back. But in Leviticus, as we see that Leviticus is a book, it deals with the priests and, and their duties, um, how the Levites, the priests, were to serve and obey and worship a holy God. And in the first seven chapters of Leviticus, that there is the offerings and the sacrifices. So it begins with the burnt offering, and it, that was a fellowship offering. And it speaks of how we are to have fellowship with the Lord. And also, as it goes through the sin offering, um, Jesus is our sin offering. He's a fulfillment of that in the trespass offering as well. So you can look at those sacrifices, do a study on it, and you can see how the Old Testament speaks of Jesus. As you look at the tabernacle, as you look at the furnishings, as you look at the feasts, the festivals, the offerings, it all speaks of Jesus. It points to Jesus. It's all fulfilled by Jesus. And Jesus said to the religious leaders that you search the scriptures, and in them you think you have eternal life, but these are they which speak of me. So it's interesting to, to look at those sacrifices and stuff. Janelle, are you there? Yes. Jan- um, Pastor Figs, I'm so sorry. My phone company must have dropped my call right as you picked me up. Well, I was just ready to say hello, and it dropped me. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're back, so welcome to Calvary Live. I began to answer your question uh, on the sacrifices in the book of Leviticus. Did you have a specific question on that? Yeah, I just wanted to know. I know they're a type of Christ, and I know they point to Christ, but I was wondering what is the difference between all of those offerings what do they signify? And the other part of my question was, if you had to give a sin offering or a trespass offering for every time you blew it, wouldn't you be at the temple every day 
and <laughs> yeah. not able yeah. to do what you needed to do at home. Yeah. And then what about the people that lived farther off in the other tribes? How were they supposed to do what they needed to do? Well, you know, and that's those are good questions as you go through Leviticus, because God had set up that system in which, you know, they could bring the sin offering. And you can go through the different offerings, and it's it's a little bit of a study like the burn offering where the animal was completely consumed, and, and there's a number of things that are there in it. But as you look at that, um, it's a it was a fellowship offering. It was... Um, it symbolizes that you give all to the Lord. And so it was that uh, offering, the grain offering, the peace offering was another fellowship offering. Then you had the sin offering, of course, which speaks of Jesus who became our sin offering, and then the trespass offering as well. So it it does speak of Jesus. When you, you were of the children of Israel, of course, you would come to the tabernacle and that you would bring your animal and then you would lay hands on it, and two words were transference and then substitution. And your sins were there transferred to that animal, and then that animal became a substitute. Now, you brought up something that uh, was is a great observation. Um, if you had to bring a sin offering every time that you, you know, sin, uh, you know, for us, because Jesus comes along and he defines that you sin if you are angry in your heart or if you lust after another. Uh, we would be bringing a sin offering uh, all the time. So it became to where they would bring that offering. It They would see that animal as that animal would die, the seriousness of sin. But also the Old Testament offerings that you see that it wasn't enough. It was a kofar to cover sin until Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, came and died for our sins once and for all. And it really is just that, that picture of that the the animal sacrifices was not enough. And that's what the book of Hebrews really emphasizes. It wasn't enough to take away sin. It was only enough to cover sin until Jesus Christ came and took sin away once and for all. And so the emphasis of Hebrews is Jesus is a better sacrifice is superior sacrifice. And so that's what um, we really gain from when we read the book of Hebrews, um, going back and saying the old covenant, the old sacrifices, it wasn't enough. Um, The old covenant didn't bring you into fellowship with the Lord. Only the high priest was allowed to go into the Holy of Holies only once a year, and that was on the Day of Atonement as he made sacrifice. So it, it all is a picture of Jesus and points to Jesus, but Jesus is the reality of all of that. So it, it's good studies, and um, it's it's really uh, wonderful to, as you go through the Old Testament, what you are doing, Janelle, is you're seeing how it speaks of Jesus and lines up with Jesus. And um, so you're going to continue to see that and grow in that um, and wish we had more time to expound on it, but you're asking good questions. Well, now— I just have an observation. How did people stay in as much of a right relationship with God as they could? Because, like we said, they'd be they'd be staying there all the time if they always yeah. had to offer something. Was there anything that they did in the meantime, in between times that they made their offerings? 
Yeah. And go ahead. That, that would keep their relationship with the Lord alive. Yeah. Another great question because as you go through the old Testament and particularly as you go through the books of the prophets, the Lord said, your, your sacrifices weary me. What he wanted was a heart after him. And, you know, when you go to Romans and you go to the book of Galatians, Paul says that he points back to Abraham who believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. And the sacrifices, yes, that was the means by which your sin was covered. But more than anything, we see that it was the Lord that told Saul, the first king of Israel, it's better to obey than a sacrifice. So he wanted them to have a heart for him. Jeremiah comes along and says, you need to circumcise your heart, not just go through the motions. And that's what they were doing. They were going through the motions. They were you know, just bringing their sacrifices. Malachi, the end of the uh, Old Testament, they were bringing you know, the, the animals that weren't the best of their flock. Um, he wanted a heart after them, and that's what he emphasizes all throughout the scriptures. And, and, you know, we see that with David. The reason that all the other kings were compared to David is because David had a heart after God. And somebody was asking um, uh, last week about what was the big difference between Saul and David? You know, Saul was told it's better to obey than the sacrifice. David sinned. He sinned. He committed adultery. He committed murder. But the difference is, is that David really repented in his heart. And that's what it was supposed to do. It was to be a picture to show what sin does. Because you sin, an innocent animal was going to die, and it should break your heart that you are to follow after the Lord and you are to obey the Lord. Um, But yet after a while, it just became, you know, routine. And it can be the same thing with us as Christians that we go through the, you know, the we go to church, we sing the songs, we just go through the, the you know, religious activities, but we're not really drawing close to the Lord with devotion of heart. And that's one thing that the Lord wants. So hopefully that, that helps a little bit. Um, yeah, it does. I, I just have one quick additional thing. When we repent of something and we mm-hmm. let the Lord know that we repent and we ask his forgiveness and so on. I know we don't have to ask his forgiveness over and over, but my question is, does he take us through deeper levels of repentance later? Because there's things in my life that it seems like I keep repenting for, even though I've asked God for forgiveness, but then it comes around again and I see the sin on a different level. Yeah, and it does. And the thing is, we still battle with the flesh. You know, I say, Lord, I'm sorry. I want to repent from this. But then the struggle comes up. And I I know I'm forgiven. If we um, confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and it cleanses from all unrighteousness. And the thing is, confession is saying, I'm in agreement with it. But every time that we do that, we just, it keeps our heart soft before the Lord it tears down that just going through routines, oh, I'm forgiven, or it doesn't really matter, and boys will be boys, and all of this. But it brings you into a deeper level, like you said, of just, you know what, Lord, I know that, that I need to turn away from this. Help me to turn away from it, because as long as we are on this side of eternity, 
we're going to struggle with the flesh and the temptations and things. And I think it's important to continually be confessing those sins before the Lord with a broken heart. And he knows we're but dust, but he does bring us into that deeper level of just repenting um, and desiring to walk in the Spirit. That's a continual thing. Oh, good. That's awesome. All right. I I sure appreciate it, Pastor. I'm sorry I took so much time. (laughs) You are okay. It's all right. You call back anytime, Janelle. Oh, thank you. God bless you so much. You bet. 303-690-3000. We got two open lines. That's call-in number. Text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Mercedes. Mercedes. In, Mercedes, in Alabama, Mercedes, mm-hmm. how Mercedes. are you? I'm fine. Mercedes, Hi, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for calling Calvary Live. Okay, I have two concepts that I'm I've been asking questions about for a long time, and I can't seem to get an answer. And one of them is absent from the body, present with the Lord, and the other as a, is, and the dead in Christ will rise first at the sound of the trump. Well, if yes. you when you if when you pass, if you are present with the Lord immediately, then who's who's the dead in Christ that are rising? Yeah, you're asking a very good question. So when Paul's in Second Corinthians, um, for the sake of the listeners, when he's writing about the resurrection, and here's the key to it, is you need to remember that the resurrection is dealing not only with eternal life, but eternal life in a new heavenly body. So that's the resurrection. In 1 Corinthians 15, Paul goes on to say that because Christ rose from the grave, a bodily resurrection is what we believe in. It's the very foundation of our faith. Because he rose from the grave, we who are believers, we have the promise that we're going to rise from the grave. Paul, he picks up on that, and he starts talking about it in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, that for in this we earnestly desiring to be clothed with their habitation, which is from heaven. Uh, We have this tent. He calls our bodies a tent that is destroyed. We have a building of God uh, not made with hands eternal in heaven. So he's talking about the resurrection. And then he goes on to say, as you made reference to, that we can be confident of this, knowing that while we're at home in the body, we're absent from the Lord. But to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So when we close our eyes and when we breathe our last, our spirit goes to be with the Lord immediately. And so that's the promise that we have in Scripture. And what happens is is then, you know, it's a far-gone conclusion that when somebody dies that they're put into a coffin, they're buried in the ground, or they're cremated. But at the rapture of the church, at the sound of the trumpet, or as Paul would write in 1 Corinthians 15 at the last trumpet, he said that, I tell you a mystery, we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, for the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians chapter 14 that the dead in Christ will rise first, and then we who are alive, there will be a generation of Christians that will meet the Lord in the air. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 15, we shall not all sleep. You know, we, And so what's going to happen when the rapture happens is our bodies are going to rise to where we're going to get new heavenly bodies. How that all exactly works, 
um, when we go to heaven, are we just going to be in in spirit there? Um, are we going to have a temporary body? I don't know. But the promise is at the rapture of the church, then we're going to get new heavenly bodies, and that's going to last forever. So there's been some false doctrine that has been around that says, <clears throat> because they confuse the resurrection, they say, well, you're when you die, you go into soul sleep for 2,000 years until the rapture of the church, or you go into soul sleep until the the resurrection. The body goes to sleep in the ground, but not the soul. And that's what Paul, he dismisses that false doctrine, and he says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And so one day we will be uh, resurrected new heavenly bodies. Okay, that that makes sense. Okay, that's much better. Thank you yeah. very much. I appreciate yeah, the a, answer. I finally got an answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for calling, Mercedes. And here's the thing. A lot of people get confused about that because keep in mind that the resurrection is dealing more than just eternal life. It's eternal life in a new heavenly body. I can't wait to get my new heavenly body. <laughs> and But I do know this, that if I was to, you know, die tonight that I'm going to be in the presence of the Lord. And then eventually I'm going to get a new heavenly body at the rapture of the church. So thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Praise God. Have a good night. Thank you. You too. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Got two open lines, I believe. Text line is 720-336-0897. Love for you to text in a question or a prayer request, and so good to be with you. Again, my name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley, and I'm with you on Calvary Live on this Monday on Valentine's Day, but the ultimate definition of love is God who loved us so much that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Um, he proved his love for us that while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. If you ever want to know what the definition of love is, look to the cross, Jesus Christ. It's his love for us that kept him up on that cross. So uh, anyway, hope you're having a good afternoon. Give me a call if you get a chance. Got a question or you need prayer. Uh, We've got two open lines. We're going to go to uh, Angel in Aurora. Hey, Angel. Hi, how are you doing? You're on Calvary Live. Hi. Go ahead. You got, so, you got a um, I was calling because um, uh, I, I uh, started to basically was reborn maybe like a year ago. And, and uh, I remember I've, I've always used uh, drugs and alcohol since I was uh, young, maybe like 13 years old, you know, and never stopped mm-hmm. uh, until just recently, like a year ago when I started going to church. And not even then, when I barely started going, I was still doing it, but maybe like a month or two into it, I just felt conviction to stop, and I did for like six months. But then I, I, I was feeling like I was missing out and like feeling like uh, basically like temptation going back, and I did. And now, like, uh, I am just have, like, I still pray to God. Like, I want to be right with God, and, and, I, and I believe in Him. And, like, I was just hearing right now how you guys were saying, like, the Bible says that if you believe in, you believe in Him, you will be saved. And when you're fully obedient, obviously it's a, it's a secure salvation. But when you're not, you start to question stuff. So 
uh, I guess my questions are is like, is, does God still hear me? I know He knows my heart, but I'm not doing what I'm supposed to, I guess. And I guess that's just the uh, uh, that conviction is really heavy on me. But I guess my question is, if He still hears me, and uh, I know He turns all bad things into good. So, uh, and another, and yeah. I wanna, and my prayer request is, uh, 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 me and my family are starting a business, and. Uh, We've never had money like that, a lot of money, you know, and God's been blessing us. So I just want to ask for protection because I know money is good. Money's a tool to uh, if you have the right heart. But I know money comes with a lot of uh, uh, bad things as well, like jealousy, envy, greed. And uh, I just ask for protection from all the bad things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I do, Angel. And, you know, the thing, the key that you said and talking to me is that conviction. You come out of a world where there was drugs and other things that were in your life. You came to Christ. You were born again by the Spirit of God. And as the Holy Spirit is in you, the Holy Spirit is convicting you. And that's one of the ways that you can know that you belong to the Lord. It's heavy on your heart as I hear those words. But the temptation is still there. The temptation is to go back. And one of the things, as I heard you in your conversation, is that, you were feeling like you missed out. And that's one of the lies in the temptations and deception of the enemy is that you're missing out. The children of Israel, when they came out of Egypt, Egypt is a picture of the world, they were always saying, we want to go back. We want to go back where, you know, they were, where the onions were, we're tired of this manna, we're tired of the wilderness. They wanted to go back. Um, but they had forgotten about how they were under the taskmaster's whips and under the hot blistering sun baking bricks. And the enemy will do that. The enemy will try to get you to remember, you know, you're missing out or go back and the kickbacks, but you forget about how you were in slavery. You forget about how you were in bondage, that you were under the, the, taskmaster who is satan who's the god little g of this world you know under the burdens of him and the lies and deception that the world is going to lead leave you empty and deceived and that's what a lot of people find out this world is not our hope this world is not our ultimate satisfaction and fulfillment is found in jesus but that battle is their angel and the thing is for you is to keep your eyes on the Lord, keep in the word every single day, that you be praying to the Lord, that you be in fellowship with other Christian men that are going to help encourage you, be in a church where you're being taught the word of God. It's so critical that you do those things and keep your eyes on him. And you're showing wisdom in saying that you know our business is doing well and there's temptation that comes with money when we have the money. And the thing is to ask the Lord, how is it that I can use this to invest in the kingdom? How I can use this to please you with my life? And that's what he wants to do. He wants to show you. He wants to work through you. And we want to pray for you. We're getting ready to go to the break, angel. But get your eyes on the Lord. Keep your eyes on him. And there's going to be that battle. There's going to be the temptations. The enemy is going to want you to go back to Egypt but you keep moving forward in the things of the Lord. And Father, I just pray that you would just be with Angel, help them to, with these struggles. They may be there, the temptations, to not give in to them, that you would just fill him with your spirit and that he would walk in the spirit, not fulfill the desires of the flesh. 
And Lord, that you would help him to manage his money in a way that's pleasing to you, to invest in the kingdom and to not let the money manage him and not have a love of money, but Lord, to have a love for you and to be a good steward of what you have blessed him with. I pray you be with him and his family. Help him, Lord, to please you as he knows he's being convicted of these things, that you would give him the strength and the ability to live a life for you, Lord, in a way that is pleasing to you. Free him from all those things that can come into his life that can cause just him to be in bondage. Anything cause him to sin and, Lord, to move forward in being conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Hey, thanks, Angel. Got all open lines. We're going to be right back after the break. 303-690-3000. Grab one of those open lines. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So glad that you have joined us on this Monday, on Valentine's Day, the 14th of February. But God is the one that defines love, right? So I pray that you're doing well. And you heard those numbers where you can call in, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. want to remind you again that that's a 24-7 prayer line that you can text in a prayer request and you'll have people praying for you. So give me a call. we got all open lines. This is your show. want to welcome everyone who's listening in on Grace FM in Colorado. We've got a beautiful day. We've got more snow moving in later this about midweek, and um, and so it's still winter time, and uh, so be looking for that and make appropriate plans and uh, during um, the time that the weather does come in, and and uh, just be careful out there. Also, uh, we welcome all those who are listening by radio by Grace throughout the country, and then also on Hope and Truth and Higher Rock Radio. Also, those of you who are listening online, our online audience uh, is always growing throughout the country, and even international listeners. I do want to pray for uh, those in Ukraine right now. As we have a moment here, and we do have all open lines, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. So grab one of those open lines and would love to talk with you, pray with you. Um, But there is, there has been um, those who have listened to us from Ukraine, and of course, we see the situation uh, that uh, is uh, very serious and very um, dire as we hear the news reports that uh, there is a what seems to be an imminent attack on Ukraine. We're going to be praying. We want to pray for the people of Ukraine. We want to pray for the Christians that are there because there's a number of Christians that are there in Ukraine. And Father, we just ask that, Lord. Um, as we see this, as we see the rumblings and the preparation of war from Russia, that, Lord, uh, we just lift up the people of Ukraine um, as uh, the intelligence reports this. There's an imminent attack. We pray for the Christians there. Lord, we just pray for your hand to be <clears throat> upon them. And, Lord, that um, we just lift them up to you. We just pray for um, 
for their protection, safety, <clears throat> even though this is serious, 130,000 troops ready to invade. But, Lord, we just pray for the people of Ukraine um, as they have this um, invasion that is at their door. And, Lord, we also just, as we look at the affairs of the world, um, we look at how Christians are in arm's way um, in Afghanistan, in the Middle East, in Africa, um, that are brothers and sisters being persecuted. And so, Lord, we know that this is spoken of in the Scriptures, and we ask that you would just, Lord, um, just that you would um, just help us to to remember them. We pray that, Lord, that you would come quickly. And, Lord, even as we know that the birth pangs are that nations will rise up against nations, and there's going to be the 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 distress of nations with perplexity. Lord, we know that your kingdom is coming. So we just lift all these things up to you, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 303-690-3000 is calling number to um, let you know once again. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado with you. I'd love to hear from you. Got two open lines. Text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Denver. Hello, you're on Calvary Live. Hi, Pastor. Um, I just I'll try to make this real quick. I went to church Saturday, and I was mentioning to um, the person that invited me how I could not see the screen. I'm legally blind, and okay. I was just really upset. I was complaining. I can't follow along scripture. I can't follow along in liturgy. I can't. I can't participate. I can sit there. And, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my worship, unfortunately. Um, but we had met later because I'd actually, I actually, a lady thought he had left. Well, I won't go there. He just he had left something, and I took him home so he would have it. He came over, and he was just telling me, you know, dude, it's not all about you. And um, and the Lord opened my eyes because my form of Christianity was, you know. I need this and I need that. I, I, I'm going to have to quit my job in two weeks, or I'm all, almost going to have to give a notice. My car has failed in, uh, the emissions twice. I've got a six-cylinder misfire. I actually had gathered up my marijuana and had given it uh, this jar with everything, everything that pertains to it and given it to this guy who's a mechanic who I was hoping to fix my car. That doesn't look like that's going to happen now. And so um, – it's a serious issue with my car, and if I don't have a car, I can't get to work. Um, I have a visual aid. The, your, the screener was asking, well, how do you drive? Well, I've got a visual aid, and I have peripheral vision. I have no center vision. And so I'm able to at least accomplish that task. But the Lord opened my eyes that, you know, every time I called in or whenever I would want prayer, it's always for financial need or for this need or fix my car, which now is, is in really bad shape. And I can't buy a new car, but the Lord did open my eyes, and I've I've made the determination that the only thing I will ever ask for again from the Lord is wisdom and the opportunity to witness. And I love my job because the job I do, I come in contact with with the homeless, and I've been uh-huh. able to pray for them. I've been able to meet their needs, give a couple of coats out to those that were cold, and pray for them. And it looks like that's going to end. And then I would hope, I'd hope that this mechanic would help me out and fix my car. And I thought I was knocking out two birds with one stone by giving them all my marijuana. 
And uh, and then I know he was very grateful for that. And I was hoping to get my car fixed. But the bigger issue was I my eyes have been so open to where I was just not concerned with others, but just it was always my needs. And I'm, I'm grateful for the Lord to open my eyes, but I just made the determination I'm not going to ask for material things at all. And that yeah. I only want what King Solomon wanted, which was wisdom, yeah. and to follow the Lord, to be filled with the Spirit. And I just want right. to know what you think about that. Well, I think that also that, you know, as I'm going to pray for you, is pray for joy. And, you know, you're frustrated. You're frustrated because you couldn't see the screen, because it's hard to read the Bible. <clears throat> you got car problems, but to ask the Lord to, because he cares about those things, to ask the Lord for wisdom, but also for joy, to to give these requests with thanksgiving, as Philippians chapter 4 tells us, and then he, the peace of God that passes understanding will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And you do have something to be thankful for. You you belong to him. And, and even though there's challenges, there's difficulties, there's frustrations that come with it, you want to move forward in a way that God does give you wisdom. And, you you know, your car, for example, you said you gave marijuana. Well, you know, giving marijuana to somebody, all your marijuana, I, I would, you know, to me, that's not the best uh, wisdom to give somebody that. But to ask the Lord, how can I move forward in transportation? You know, there is a gal that comes here to our church that she's totally blind, and yet she she finds a way to get here. She is one that um, uses transportation that is available. She sits in the front row. She can't see anything, but she's just singing, and she's singing along the best that she can. She has such joy in her heart. I talk to her every time she comes out. She can't see me when she comes out. I speak to her. She knows my voice. But the Lord can work in the difficulties and the challenges is what I'm trying to say. And as you ask for God's wisdom and how to proceed, Lord, how can I get to work? How can I get my car fixed? He cares about those things, and he desires to to work, and it's okay. He invites us to ask for those things. You you may say, I'm not going to ever ask for any material things, but he does care about our our needs, you know, and he does care about all those things that, that, that come into our lives in every area of our lives. So I just want to encourage you in that. I think you're on the right track, brother. You, you really are. And I, I think that, as you said, I'm not going to be murmuring, I'm not going to be complaining, but be thankful, ask the Lord to guide you and direct you in every way. And, you know, and just, um, and there are, um, you're going to see the God work and honor that in your heart in that. So, Father, I just pray for for my brother who he's, you know, frustrated and has gone through the struggles and needs to get his car fixed, that you would intervene and help him to get his car fixed um, or find that that transportation that he can get. Um, the public transportation, whatever it may be. I don't know his situation, but you do. That, Lord, that he would be able to to worship in his heart, to be able to to go to church and hear the word being spoken. But, Lord, I just pray that you would just not only give him wisdom, but give him joy and a peace that passes understanding. As he comes to you, he gives his requests with thanksgiving. And, Lord, that you would work in his life 
to where you show yourself strong on his behalf, and he would know that you invite him to pray about these things in every area of our lives, and that you care about those things, and Lord, that um, more than anything, that he would just draw close to you, be sensitive to hearing your voice, and that Lord, that you would draw him close to you, and I pray this in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, you're going to be praying. Thanks for calling. All right. God bless. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, 720-336-0897. We got two open lines. Grab one of those open lines. Love to pray with you, answer your question, encourage you any way that I can. Here on Calvary Live, we've got plenty of time in the show. As uh, We'll be headed to the top of the hour, but we still got time for you to call in. So call and uh, grab one of those open lines. In the meantime, Alyssa in Thornton has been waiting. Alyssa? Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. You're on Calvary Live. Um, okay. Um, so my question is about ghosts. Um, I have friends, and some of them claim to be Christians, and they're really into ghost hunting. Like, um, they go to haunted places and try to talk to ghosts. Mm -hmm. And um, as a Christian, like, I guess my personal conviction is, like, whenever they try to bring me into that, it just, it doesn't feel good to me. And, like, my conviction is that, I should stay away from it, but it's like I still want to be friends with them, and I still, um, like, I don't know, want to minister to them and, like, show them God's love. Sure. Um, but I guess just my question is, like, what does the Bible say about ghosts? And, um, like, are they really talking to ghosts, or is it demons? And then um, just kind of prayer for for them and like for me to know how to interact with them with this i guess yeah yeah you're asking good questions because it's interesting that um i was talking to somebody today uh that was asking the same thing and have family members and others that you claim to see ghosts or ghosts follow them to their homes and all of this and there can be that interest that christians have in ghosts or talking to ghosts, we know that all the way through the scriptures, the Bible warns against any kind of occultic practices, mediums, talking to the dead, trying to contact the dead. Um, and the Bible says we're to stay away from those things. Um, there was the warning of the children of Israel. As you go through the book of Leviticus um, that uh, you see, and also of uh, particularly Deuteronomy, that you're to stay away from those mediums. You're to stay away from occultic practices and talking to the dead. And Paul comes along in the New Testament. He warns um, about, you know, about those things as well. But here's the thing. Um, People say there's ghosts and try to talk to them. Here's what the Bible says. There are demonic spirits and there are demons and demons are, are those things that, I believe that people are contacting and getting a hold of, and we are told to stay away. Um, And uh, demons um, are real. Um, We see that in the scriptures, 
but nowhere in the scripture does it say that we are the desire to go after ghosts or be looking for them or talk to the dead or any of those things. Um, and, and the Bible is very, very clear about it. So the way that you can help your friends on that is that um, you are to um, warn them what the Bible has to say. You said they're Christians um, and to um, help them understand that they're dealing with the spiritual world in the demonic and Satan, he's a, he's one that um, he'll make it very interesting to people. And, and Christians get involved with psychics and tarot cards and mediums, and and they they think that's something to pursue. But we're to keep our eyes on the Lord, and we are to focus on Him, and we're not to be involved in those things. So to stay clear of those things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm noticing it's something that's becoming more and more popular, you know, like there's TV shows about it and, you know, just like, yeah. like horror movies and things. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, you know, Christians, Christians get, can get involved in psychic hotlines and seances. Sometimes even Christians that they're grieving so badly, they want to talk to, you know, their loved one, and there are those who will accommodate them. But I believe behind it all is, you know, demonic spirits, and the the demonic world is very, very real. And Satan can present himself as an angel of light, as Paul writes in Second Corinthians, and that, you know, he's he's a deceiver. And so that's why we're told to stay away from those things. Matter of fact, even Paul wrote about to the Corinthians that, you know, behind those the meat that's offered to idols, behind the idols, that there's demons. So there's a demonic world out there. We're told to stay away from it. And, you know, uh, we're to resist the devil and um, submit to God, and he will flee. And we are not to pursue those things at all. We're to pursue the things of the Lord. And But Christians do get involved. And I would encourage you, Alyssa, to, to you know, pull up those Bible verses in Deuteronomy. Pull up those verses that deal with it. And um, and to encourage your friends that there's demonic spirits behind those things and very deceptive. Yeah. Okay. So you think like a demon could pretend to be somebody's um, passed away relative? Yeah, I think there's, you know, Satan is he's got power and he's not as powerful as God, but he's a deceiver. He's a master deceiver. He's an angel of light. And I think that he can do that very easily. And, you know, behind the occultic practices and mediums and seances, you know, you hear these people and you think, that's amazing, you know, wow, and people get all intrigued. But I really believe it's the demonic world that is behind it. And, um, and you know, that's what the Bible warns against. It will deceive us and take us away from the Lord and take us away from the truth of the Lord. So help them to see that. And it might be good for you to just do a good study, get some verses on it, and, you know, the time that we don't have on the radio, but that's how you're going to help them. And here's the other thing, Alyssa, think about this. Why are you pursuing ghosts? Why don't you pursue the Lord? You know, why are you spending all this time going to haunted houses, things like that? That's what I ask Christians. Why are you going to seances? Why are you, you know, on a psychic hotline when you can go to the true and living God and you are to pursue him and pursue light and and to pursue you know, the things of the Spirit that He wants us to. And that's where 
they need to move towards that, not towards those things that are dark and deceptive and demonic. Yeah, right, because it's definitely a, a spiritual interest that they have. Yeah, and people are intrigued by it, but, um, you know, don't pursue it and and pursue the things of the Lord, and that's where you can encourage them. And um, and so that that's, you know, how you can help them. Okay. Yeah. And, and, um, and prayer too, I think like I, I pray for them a lot. Um, it just that like God would protect them. Um, mm. and that like God would have grace, like even when they're pursuing those things. Yeah. You know, and the other problem too, is when they pursue those things, they're really opening themselves up to demonic activity. They really are. And that's the danger of it. And so you want to warn them against that. And, um, you know, Satan's looking for any foothold that he can get into our lives. And you don't want to open yourself up to the demonic. You, you know, when you go into a dark room, what do you do, Alyssa? Turn on a light. Right. Give them the light. Okay. Give them the light. Yeah. Okay. Can I pray for you? Yeah. Father, I pray for Alyssa as she, you know, has friends that are in the the pursuing ghosts and occultic kinds of things, that she would be able to jot down those scriptures that that the Bible says warns against communicating with the dead or mediums or seances, any kind of things like that. And Lord, I just pray that you give her wisdom and she cares for her friends. And I I just I thank you that that she cares enough for her friends to share truth and desire to share truth, that you would convict their hearts um, about this, and, Lord, that you would cause them to pursue you, not to open themselves up to demonic activity or influence in any way, but to stay away from it, and, Lord, that you would just um, just work in this situation and give Alyssa the right words um, to share with them. We just pray that you would draw them, her friends, to you, And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, God bless you. He'll be praying for you. Thank you. You bet. Mm -hmm. Let's go to Laura and Aurora. Laura? Laura, are you there? Okay. Laura, I don't know if she um, dropped, but um, she's gone. But, hey, let's pray for Laura. She needs a hip replacement, um, but just things keep getting infected. So, Father, we pray for Laura. She calls from Aurora, and she she needs a hip replacement. We just pray that the time would come that she would be able to get that. You clear up any infections, Lord, that you make it possible. And then as she has that hip replacement, that uh, she'd be able to recover quickly and um, through the rehab, through the healing Lord, that you would just work for her. And so, Lord, we just pray for her, um, and you know where she's at and all the needs and what's going on. So we just pray that you bring her to the point where she can get this done and that she would be able to walk, she'd be able to get around and be more mobile without all the pain. So we just ask this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So, Hey, we 303-690-3000 call-in number. We got a couple open lines. Got some time in the show. Let's go to Matthew in Philadelphia. Matthew? Hello? 
Hey, you're on Calvary Live. Hey, how you doing? Thank you for having me on. Appreciate it. You bet. Go ahead. So my my question is, what is your biblical stance on tithing? You know, there's a lot of people that say that tithing is not for us, that it's of the Old Testament for people that God was speaking to in that text. But then there's mm-hmm. a lot of people that say that, no, the tithing is for today. You know, that is something that we should do. You're giving God your best when you do so, or he will bless you in a way that you haven't been blessed as of yet. So I guess, like, what is your biblical stance on that? And yeah. who do you know how, who to tie to? Because there's a lot of false prosperity teachers that are just greedy, you know? And you don't yeah. want to sow too bad to, to a bad ground, you know? So I guess what's your well, stance Matthew, on this? Uh, Matthew, I do agree with you. You don't want to give to those who are ripping the people off, the false teachers, the, those who, you know, and there are plenty of them that are out there. So you want to, to give... The New Testament standard Paul gives to us as he's writing to the Corinthian believers, he says that God loves a cheerful giver. He was receiving a gift from the Corinthians that he was going to take to Jerusalem. So really the standard for the New Testament is that we're to give freely, we're to give willingly, we are to give um, in that way because God loves a cheerful giver. But with that said, in the Old Testament, they used to give a tithe. So the tithe is a, a tenth, is what it means, is the standard that they would give. They would give um, a tithe, and that is given. And, of course, Malachi talks about how uh, at the end of the Old Testament, they uh, were holding back the tithe and it belonged to the Lord. But actually, as you do a study in the Old Testament, they gave more than just a tenth. They would give you know, other uh, offerings they would give the temple offering they would give um, at different times so when you see how they were given to the priests how they were given to the temple they, they were given of their tithes that actually it was much more than 10 percent so the tithes usually a good principle and it's a principle that 10 uh, percent goes to um, you know your place where you're going of worship and then you have tithes and offerings and, of course, the offerings is anything above the 10% to tithe. Again, the tithe just means 10%. So that's how I see it. Um, first of all, to give freely, to give willingly, to give cheerfully. That's the way that God wants us to give um, and whatever God puts on your heart. Um, and some people it's 10%. Some people it's more than that. Some people it's 20%. Some people um, that uh, they... Uh, give what they can, but the main thing is, as you go to the Lord, we are to give, and ten percent is a good, you know, good rule of thumb to give, and then the offerings on top of it. And uh, usually, what we, uh, you know, what we hear from good Bible teachers is, you know, you give your tithes to the church that you belong to. It's not a edged in stone; you have to do that, and then to other ministries as well. Um, the offering above the tithe, but the main thing is to give to the Lord. So that's kind of in summary um, how we are to give and what the Bible says about giving. Okay, I understand. I understand what you said. Yeah. Thank you. So you bet. Absolutely. Have a great day. So you too, Matthew. Appreciate it. Hey, we're towards the end of the show. Just got a, a few minutes, and um, and so. Uh, you're going to hear the music, but I appreciate everybody calling. Um, the thing about giving is God wants us to give. Jesus said, when you give, you know, give, don't give like the Pharisees who blew the trumpet on the street corner. 
um, so everybody could see that. But invest in the kingdom of God. And I'll tell you what, it's the best investment you can give. Uh, the investments are out of this world, and you'll be rewarded for that. But invest in the kingdom. Support your church that you go to. Support the ministry that is blessing you and teaching you. And I know there's other ministries that you may want to give to. I know that that uh, we as a church give to other ministries. Uh, we give personally to other ministries that we really uh, see the work of God being done. Uh, but we are to give. And the main thing is to give cheerfully and freely. And we are to give um, in that way because God loves the cheerful giver. And then, you know, as you give, um, you know, support your local radio station as well. Support Grace FM. And if you're listening on Hope FM or Truth FM or Radio by Grace, support those local radio stations because it's so important that we continue the Word of God over the airwaves. So many people are listening, growing in the Word of God. What a blessing that it is. And so support your local Christian radio station. Support Grace FM. And I'll tell you what, um, you know, God is working and God is working through this program and the teachings that are done and and um, just really appreciate your support and your call. And so uh, pray that you have a good day um, as we end the show here in just a little bit. And uh, remember that text line 720-336-0897 is a 24-7 prayer line. So if you still have prayer needs, please text it in. You'll have those on staff and the prayer team at Calvary Church in Aurora praying for you. I'll be back, Lord willing, tomorrow at the same time uh, on Calvary Live hosting. So if you didn't get a chance to call in, call in tomorrow. I'll be here with you answering your questions and love to talk to you. Good night. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.